Yo. Welcome to the Autumn Miles Show. Autumn is a best-selling author, popular speaker, and wife who is obsessed with her husband and four crazy kids. She is also the CEO of the Autumn Miles Ministry, as well as a lipstick and lash enthusiast. Autumn's vision is to speak to the culture with bold truth and challenge you to act in raw faith. Here's Autumn Miles. Hey, this is Autumn with the Autumn Miles Show. Um, I'm kind of obsessed with my guest today. Um, One that is incredibly intriguing. Her name is Abby Johnson. If you have not heard of her, uh, the movie Unplanned, which is playing right now in theaters, is based off of her life. I don't want to do a lot of PSAs today because I really want to talk about this movie with her. So I want you to welcome to my show today, Abby Johnson. Abby Johnson, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me on, Autumn. I um I went to see the movie yesterday. Um, I actually last when the movie came out I was like oh I gotta go see this show I gotta go see this show I personally myself my husband and I have adopted two children we have two biological and we have two um, adopted children and we are very pro-life people Uh, my mom has worked for crisis pregnancy center for like 30 plus years so uh, this movie was very intriguing to me I know it's based off a book that you've written Um, but I would love for you just to tell our my audience today what I know the movie is based on your life but can you give me a little background to um, sort of what happened in your story um, to those that may not know yeah sure so um, I worked for Planned Parenthood for eight years I was a clinic director there and um, got involved in college you know, didn't know, I mean, didn't know much about them, honestly. Um, didn't grow up hearing about Planned Parenthood. I mean, I remember my parents saying we were pro-life, but um, I don't know. It wasn't something that we talked about that often. And went to college, met a lady with Planned Parenthood. She encouraged me to get involved. I did. And got a job there. I was there for eight years, was a clinic director, and really didn't, I mean, I loved my job. I loved what I did. It really wasn't until 2009 that things started happening within the organization, and I was, I don't know, I was really feeling uneasy about what was going on, what I was seeing, these abortion quotas that we had you know, selling abortion to women, and um, I don't know, it was just not what I had originally thought we were trying to do, what we were claiming that we were doing. So uh, ultimately, though, I ended up leaving after witnessing a live ultrasound-guided abortion procedure on a 13-week-old unborn child, and seeing that baby fight and struggle for his life against the abortion instruments, and uh, I knew then that I, I could no longer pretend that there was not humanity in the womb, that this was not a person. I couldn't keep up with this 
whole disconnection, like disconnecting the mother from her child as if they were, um, as if, you know, the mother's rights were important, but the, her child's rights weren't. I, I couldn't do it anymore. And so I ended up leaving. And uh, when I left, Planned Parenthood sued me. They tried to get a permanent gag order against me so I wouldn't be able to share my story. That obviously failed. <laughs> and um, I've been just trying to really expose what's going on inside of the abortion industry, and but also really trying to help bring healing to those who, I mean, so many who have been hurt or affected by abortion in some way. This, the movie yesterday, I mean, I got to be honest with you. I cried the entire time. I mean, knowing that my mom has, she's the executive director of a crisis pregnancy center in Indiana, which I actually believe you spoke at one of their banquets several years ago because I called her after the movie and um, was just really thanking her for what she does to to fight for the unborn um, it was very moving. It is, it is rated R. It is graphic, but, um, I, I felt like it was something that needed to be shown, um, yesterday because of the reality of actually what abortion is. Um, I want to just say before we get into any more interviews, you know, thank you for your courage, uh, to share your story. Um, I, I personally was sitting there the whole time. My, the birth mothers of two of my children, um, told me that they everyone counseled them to abort my children. And I think yeah. that that was going through my head the entire time that I was I was I was watching the show. I, I actually couldn't get wait to couldn't wait to go home and and hug both of them. But that but this is such a hotly debated topic. It's something that I don't know that people sort of understand the ins and outs of what's going on. Um, in this community, um, what, when you, when the, uh, oh my goodness, it's going to leave my head here. I want to make sure the organization that came to pray every day at yeah. the gates, um, what were their names? It's slipping my head at the, at the, at this moment. Yeah. So it's, <clears throat> so it's the coalition for life, um, who was outside of my clinic and that was where, Days for Life um, came from. It came from that group of people there out in front of my clinic. Um, but yeah, I mean, they were there pretty much, you know, every day. Um, and, you know, I mean, I knew that they were primarily there for the women going in um, to have procedures, but they were always very kind. Um, to the workers, not all of them, but the people with the Coalition for Life were. I mean, we definitely had some crazy people out there at times. Um, but, you know, I wanted to, one of the things in the film is, that, I mean, we show that, right? Yeah. One of the things I talk about in my book is that, you know, there's good and bad on every side of any issue. Mm. And I've always said that, that I'm going to write a book about the pro-life movement and call it We've Got Issues because <laughs> we're not, you know, we're not the perfect movement. Mm. Um, we're, we're human, so mm. we mess up. We you know, tell people the wrong thing. We don't act right on the sidewalk sometimes. I mean, it's just, 
you know, there's sometimes people who are well-intentioned but ineffective. And so I think it's important for us to be able to honestly acknowledge that and show that we don't have it all figured out, Mm. you know. And But we, in the end, we are still the ones who are fighting to save lives. Yeah. And um, and that, I mean, we have the most urgent and important message. And um, so, yeah, I mean, but there, you know, I think a peaceful witness outside of an abortion facility is so important because these women are walking in. I, I, I hate the term pro-choice because it's really a lie. I mean, I, I've never known any woman that's like, man, I'm so pumped to go exercise my right to choose today. I mean, mm. women have abortions because they feel like they have no other choice mm. because they're out of options. And, you know, our goal in the pro-life movement should be to show them that there are resources, there are, you know, there, there are plenty of places um, who would help them, like your mom's pregnancy center. There are thousands of those across the country, and they're like one of the best-kept secrets Hmm. Um, in our movement, we need to know where they are. We need to talk about them. We need to support them. We need to blast them out on social media, you know, Hmm. let people know in our community where they can go and find help because you never know who in your circle of friends, your community and your church is going to need their resources one day. That is so true. I know watching just my mom sort of um, minister to all all women and men um, over the years. Um, it's been amazing just to see the amount of women that come in and they're desperate. They don't know what to do. Exactly what you said. I've, I'm in a crisis pregnancy situation. I do not yeah. know what to do. And the resources that these crisis pregnancy centers offer is counseling, um, is, you know, hooking hooking them up with an adoption facility. Um, par- uh, uh, people like me that are that would would be adoptive parents. I mean, there's all sorts of resources that these crisis pregnancy centers offer. So there is an option rather than Planned Parenthood. But I sort of got the um, got the drift from the from the movie yesterday that, you know, they they came there desperate. And then sort of the end goal was to have an abortion um, of Planned Parenthood. Was that, would you say that was correct? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were told that we should turn every client visit into a revenue generating visit. Well, if a woman comes in and she has a positive pregnancy test, there's only one way to generate revenue off of that woman because Planned Parenthood is not providing her prenatal care. They're not referring her for adoption. They're not getting any sort of money off of adoption services. So the only way that we could generate revenue off of a pregnant woman was to sell her an abortion. And so you've got this woman who's feeling vulnerable, feeling scared, feeling alone, feeling desperate, And so then we were to exploit her in the most vulnerable time of her life, manipulate her, coerce her. That is the definition of abuse. Hmm. And we manipulated women every single day for profit. Hmm. That is the antithesis of women's empowerment. Hmm. But they have convinced themselves that somehow... Women's empowerment includes 
telling women that they are not strong enough to overcome their circumstances. Mm. And, and that's a really sad place to be in as a woman and as a woman's movement. Women have been duped into believing that abortion is a choice of strength. Mm. But abortion is a choice of exploitation. It's a choice of weakness. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I it, in the movie yesterday, it said that you used to be one of the greatest salespeople. I mean, that's that. I think that was your word. Was that your words in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and and it is just so incredible the transformation, um, just that God did in your own heart when you watch. I mean, it's it's graphic, listeners out there, but I, I think it is so necessary for us to lay our eyes on. Um, something that is happening even while we're having this conversation. Um, uh, for all you listeners out there, it's like, oh, I don't want to go to a graphic movie or, you know, it's, it's too violent or whatever. But this is reality. This is what's happening to babies um, all over the world, even as we speak. Um, I, I, was, I was really interested and really just became a fan of your husband <laughs> in the movie. Um, he, it, just, it's, it was really sort of a beautiful depiction of... Of, um, you know, him trusting God in the midst of something and, and really staying with you and loving you through this eight year process um, when your eyes sort of um, were, were, you know, the blinders were taken off your eyes to this issue. Um, how what does he think now looking at your life and looking what God's done through your story? Yeah, I mean, he's he's really amazing. <laughs> so um, I, people are like, is your husband really as awesome as he's portrayed in the movie? I'm like, he really is. He's really that great. Um, you know, I think that for, for Doug, I mean, people have asked him, like, why would you marry someone who was pro-choice? I mean, he was, he was always pro-life. And... You know, his answer has sort of always been, well, jobs are temporary. Mm. But, you know, the love that I had for her, I, I wanted to love her forever. Wow. And um, I think we need more love like that. Yeah. You know, I think we see too much, uh, too much conditional love, particularly within marriages. And it's not that we didn't have the hard times. It's not that we didn't argue. It's not that our marriage wasn't, like, put through the fire. Um, It was, but we just knew that for us, this was forever. Yeah. And no matter what, we were going to continue to fight Mm. for our marriage. And I really think that that's a message that that we need to hear. Um, And sort of, I mean, I guess it was sort of like an unexpected love story that came through in in the film. but yeah, he, Doug does sort of like he's sort of like gathering this like fan club of like Doug supporters. <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean, he's pretty awesome. Well, but, it was pretty. Uh, it was phenomenal. I mean, clearly, it, it seemed that as if his mom, uh, your mom, uh, you were kind of scared to tell your mom, you know, what you were doing when you got the job and all that kind of thing. And then your your husband as well. And it it was really a beautiful depiction of what 
walking with someone through something you might not agree with, but praying while you're doing it. It was a beautiful example of that. It really stuck out to me. I was like, that is that is just absolutely um, incredible. There's one scene with you and him. Um, you have sort of had you 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 had seen the abortion that day. Um, you had gone to the coalition, and you're awake in the middle of the night. And in the movie, you talk about you you had overseen something like twenty two thousand abortions. Um, and mm-hmm. I, I I was really moved by that scene. I don't know how you couldn't have been moved by that scene. But your husband comes in and sits with you and just talks about how big God is and. It brought my mind to the women that have had abortions today. And um, it's such a secret thing, especially in the church community, um, where they can't seem to forgive themselves. They can't seem to get over the guilt. Um, could you just minister to that woman as I know she's listening? You know, this is not a show about condemnation. Uh, this is just a show to bring awareness and to show people that there is another another way. Could you minister to that woman today that's struggling with how do I get past what I have done? Yeah. So I think that, I think that, so for me, you know, it was easy for me to accept that God forgave me because that's what God does, right? Mm. Like he, no matter what, like he forgives us. It was harder to forgive myself. And I feel like that's where most women are. You understand that God has forgiven you, but then really internalizing that to mean that it's over, mm. that there you don't have to continue to condemn yourself because there's no condemnation in Christ. Um, and so, you know, I, I talk to women about this a lot and people ask me, you know, how do you recover from, you know, overseeing 22,000 abortions? And, you know, how, and women will say, how do I get over, you know, the fact that I have had an abortion or multiple abortions? And my answer is the same, that it takes practice. Mm. And I feel like whatever we don't confess, Satan controls. Mm. And it's really, I mean, we cannot do anything about our past. That's, I feel like our past is sort of like Satan's playground because he likes to throw it up in our face yeah. of what we've done and how we're not worthy. Um, but that's not where God wants us to live. God wants us to live right now in the present, in this gift that he's given us for him. And and that takes practice. I mean, it sounds yeah. silly, but, you know... Every day I, I used to wake up and I would say, okay, I had to make a decision. Am I going to allow my, my past to um, run my day, the things that I can't change, or am I going to live today for God mm. and allow him to carry my past for me? And I did that every day, and some days I messed up. Some days I did allow my past to consume me, mm. and that was okay because I'd wake up the next day and start over. And then one day I woke up, and I didn't have to make the choice anymore. Mm. One day it just it just came naturally to me that I wanted to live in the present for Christ. Mm. And that moment when I realized, God, I didn't have to make the choice today. It just happened. 
that was such a moment of freedom for me. Um, and it was really a moment of humility as well because I realized that sometimes we get so wrapped up in in our sin, it's almost, I don't know, it's almost like pride won't let us let it go. Mm, yeah. And um, like, well, no, this is my sin, and I can't give it up. I've done this, you know, and it's like, but that's not the will of God. That's not his will for your life. And as long as you're holding on to something and not giving it to him completely, you are never going to be in a full embrace with Christ. There's always going to be something that that is like a barrier mm. in your relationship. And that's not what God wants for us. Mm. I love that. That is beautiful. Practice every day, every day until one day you wake up and you realize, man, you've done the work and you can move on and, and put the past in the past. I love that. I'm interested. What is it like having a movie made about your life? How, how has that been? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's weird. Uh, <laughs> it's definitely weird to, you know, see your story up on this big screen. But, um, you know, it feels very vulnerable. I tell my husband, I, say, yeah. I feel like everybody in America is just seeing me naked. Like, I, it's like <laughs> just a very, like, vulnerable, you just feel very exposed, yeah. you know? But, um, but then I look at what's happening because of this film, and I, like, I'm getting messages, I get dozens of messages every single day mm. from people who are, like, I went into the film pro-choice, like I went to go watch as a critic, I walked out pro-life. And wow. I mean, that's it. That's, that is like, incredible. That's why, that's why we did it. We're getting, you know, stories of women who were considering abortion, went to go watch the film, and then chose life for their baby. So, mm. I mean, like, it, that, that kind of stuff is happening. That's why we did it. So all of that vulnerability and, like, that feeling of being exposed, I mean, it's, it's worth it to mm. know that, people's lives are being changed and, and even saved because of it. Babies' lives are being saved. That's what I could not get out of my head yesterday. I thought, how God is, through this movie, I know God is going to save so many babies' lives and change the lives of their mothers. I just, I thought it was absolutely phenomenal. What what have you been doing since you left Planned Parenthood? What, clearly, you know, movies, books, but what what is what are you doing for the pro-life movement right now? Well, so I spend a lot of time having kids. Uh, I heard you have eight. Do you have eight kids? Yeah, yeah. So this is my this is my eighth baby. We have we have uh, seven biological, one adopted so far, and um, so far. So we're gonna keep going. Yeah, yeah. You go, girl. Well, I think. I mean, I think my body is. I think we're sort of done. Um, but we're very, very open to adopting or fostering or however God wants to expand our family in that way. So, um, yeah, so we're, you know, we're busy with that, but I, I also run an organization called, and then there were none. Mm-hmm. We get abortion clinic workers out of the abortion industry. We mm-hmm. get them into, um, our healing program and to, um, new lines of employment, and, I mean, the ultimate goal is to get them into a relationship with Christ. So yeah. um, we've had 500 workers leave wow. and come through our program, and uh, that just, 
you know, it just keeps growing. The film, I mean, we're getting messages from workers every day. Wow. Um, mm. Now that the film has come out. So people who work inside of these clinics are going to see it. Mm. They're going to see the film, and they're making a decision to leave. So it's it's really an exciting time for our ministry. As that well. that is amazing. I um I have one. When I thought it was funny when I heard you had eight kids because in the movie, didn't you say one and done? One and yes, done, and yes. that is it. And now, when I found out you had eight kids, I literally laughed out loud. I was like, oh yeah, that didn't work very well. <laughs> I know everybody that watches it actually knows me personally. Like they all bust out laughing on that part where it's like we are one and done. They all start laughing. One and yeah. I have four kids myself. So when I heard you had eight, I was like, oh God bless her. God bless her, because that is. I mean, I think four is. I know. God bless you. God bless you, Abby Johnson. Um, well, to say that I was not completely moved and blessed at the same time to just to to watch you walk in courage yesterday would be an understatement. I literally um, told my whole staff, my team, everyone I'm talking to, you got to go see this movie. You've got to go see this movie. We've got to know what we're for and what we're against. And I think this is a good depiction of, um, you know, what we're for and what we're against at the same time um, being pro-life. So um, Abby Johnson, thank you so much for your time. Um, what a blessing. God bless you with these eight beautiful Gifts from God. That is so amazing. Thank you for being on the show. Thanks so much, Autumn. Thank you. And thank you for listening. You can catch me right back here tomorrow on the Autumn Miles Show. The Autumn Miles Show is listener supported and your donation to keep her on the air is much appreciated. To make a donation, visit autumnmiles.com. And if you make a donation of $100 or more, you'll receive an autographed copy of her book of the month. This program is underwritten by Mary Maids of Fort Worth. Your future starts now. Thanks for listening and join us next time for the Autumn Miles Show on the Word 100.7 FM.